So, in the beginning, in, not in the beginning, in this week's parasha, Rei Karasi B'Shem B'Tzalo Ben Uri Ben Chur Lamati Yehuda. So, the Medrash says, Medrash is obviously bothered by, by the three generation thing. Why does it have to go B'Tzal Ben Uri Ben Chur? Most of the times in the Torah, when we talk about something, we talk about him and his father. It doesn't have to go B'Tzal Ben Uri Ben Chur. Why three generations? So there's a Medrash. The Medrash says a marshal. Medrash says a marshal. There was um, once a general who saw that a legion was rebelling against the king, was mounting an insurrection, and the general, the chief of staff, tells him, are you rebelling against the king? And they killed him for his macha. And the king said, listen, if you would lay out money for me, I would definitely pay him back cash. He laid out his life for me. So the king swore that his kids and all his grandkids are going to be high-ranking generals in the military. Automatic, automatic. The minute you come into the military, you're shining a three-star general. Because your father was my not first for me. Same thing says the Medrash, that's what happened by Chur. Chur was Meicha on the Egel. Chur protested and said, hey, you guys are making an Avedis Zara. Hey, making an Avedis Zara. Chur was promptly killed. HaKadosh Baruch rewarded him by giving his Enikel the job of building the Mishkan. That's why the Medrash seemingly is answering that's why we date him back three generations in order to show you that this that Betzal got the job was in the schus of his grandfather, Chor, and that's why it dates it back three generations. So, a couple things. It's not, doesn't seem to be an exact marshal, which means, first of all, Betzal didn't get a lifetime job. He, he got one thing. He built the Mishkan. The, the Medrash is talking about the, um, you know, all you and your kids. And where's Betzal's kids? Where, where does, where does Betzal's kids come into this? In the Marshal, the Medrash says that all the guy's kids are going to get general, general jobs. So the Marshal doesn't seem to be so exact. What exactly is the Medrash trying to convey with this Marshal? If it's just simply making a point that you died for me, I'm going to reward you, then okay, I understand that point, but then you don't have to go into the whole Marshal. If you just tell me I'm rewarding you for dying, for giving your life for the cause, okay, so I hear that, but that's not the marshal. Another point, we've made this point in the past, Rashi says, It's a little teeny Rashi. Rashi says, Miriam's kid. First of all, this is the third Rashi in Sefer Shmais that tells me that Chor is Miriam's kid. Second of all, Okay, again, it'll get you a free Kogel and Fischl's contest, but like it's not, it's like it's not. What's it saying? What's it saying? So the answer to the Miriam piece is, is that Miriam taught us a very important lesson, and that is that sometimes the job you need to do has a really, really, really long shot of being successful. Sometimes what you're called on to do has very, very slim, if any chance of succeeding. It may seem like a total waste of time or worse. Miriam taught us it doesn't matter. You got to do your job, 
even though the odds are against you. So it was Miriam who told her father Amram to remarry her mother Yecheved, even though it seemed pretty futile because Parai was throwing the kids into the river. So what Amram did seemed pretty logical. Miriam came with her whole shita. Miriam came with her way of looking at life. I know what you think is that it's not going to be successful. I know it seems daunting. I know it seems like you're tilting swords at windmills. But Lemaisi, you got to do your job. You have to do what's asked of you, even though it doesn't look like it's going to succeed. It was the same Miriam that was the midwife for all the Yiddish kids who should have been thrown into the river. Her whole life, her whole life was one of, even though it seems insurmountable, even though it seems unlikely, you got to do your job. She was the one that wove the wool on the sheep's back because the women were tummy and they had no way of making themselves tar. So you come up with an etza. Miriam's whole existence was one of, you got to do your job, don't ask any questions. I, it may not happen, that's not your problem. You do yours, don't worry about the rest. When Chur saw the riots, when Chur saw the mob, when Chur saw the crazy Eilam that was making the ego, what was he thinking? You really think you're going to stop a mob? You can't stop a mob. It's impossible to stop a mob unless you have a bigger mob. Just ask those guys in the Capitol on January 6th. Once there's a mob, you can't stop a mob. It's impossible. So what was Chor thinking, protesting against the mob of the Egel? The answer is, Chor learned from his mother. Chor was a Talmud of his mother. Chor learned this lesson of his mother. That even though something seems impossible, even though something seems unlikely, even though something seems downright foolish, and in Chor's case, dangerous, Hakanis Nefashis, you got to do yours, and don't worry about the outcome. So if they're doing something wrong, if they're making Avedizara, you must stop it. That's why Rashi says, Re'ei, Karasi, B'Shem, B'Tzalo, Ben Uri, Ben Chor, Ben Ashel Miriam. Who is this Chor person? It's Miriam's, Miriam's son. He learned the lesson of Miriam. Do what you got to do. The Mishkan is where we do our Avedah. The Mishkan is the model of Aveda. Aveda includes Tfilas. Aveda includes Karbanas. Aveda includes Mitzvahs. Aveda includes all that we do. Our Aveda Hashem is not always, in fact, it's not meant to be instant gratification. We don't daven for Parnasa and then all of a sudden our pockets are full. We don't daven for Atzlach with our kids and then the next day your kid is like chief masmid in the whole world. Aravayda, we don't do a mitzvah. We don't shake lulav and expect, oh, now I'm a changed person. Aveda is what Chor has taught us and he learned from Miriam. Aveda, as represented by the Mishkan, is you have to do yours. You have to do an Aveda. You have to do a lifelong Aveda. Sometimes it may seem that your Aveda doesn't produce immediate fruits, but that's not your problem. Chor, like the Medrash tells us, was rewarded. Chor, who learned this lesson from Miriam, that sometimes you have to do a job even though it doesn't look promising, he internalized that lesson from Miriam, and his grandchild, Bitsala, was rewarded 
by building the Mishkan because the lesson of Chor, the lesson that you got to do yours even though the results are not apparent, that's the avoid of building the Mishkan. And where do B'tzalel's kids come in, like the Mashal? This is how kids see how a father does an Aveda. If you only do something that there's immediate results, then your kids will only do what produces immediate results. If a kid sees consistency, if a kid sees that my father does what he has to do, it's not always easy and it's not always rewarding, but he's consistent, your kids will do this Havayda. And that's what the marshal means. When you, B'tzalah, are rewarded with what your grandfather Chor learned, you have this legacy. You have this legacy of you do an Havayda and it'll come later. It doesn't have to be apparent now. And that's how Chor was rewarded for what he learned from Miriam by building the Mishkan. Shabbos. Yeah.